Thank you for tuning in to Glossy's Beauty Podcast. I'm filling in as your host for this week's episode, Emma Sandler, Glossy's Senior Beauty Reporter. I'm here to introduce our special guest for today, Ilaria Resta, Global President of the Perfumery Division at Fermaniche. Ilaria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me here. We're glad to have you. I feel like I ought to ask, are you wearing perfume today? Of course I do. Which one are you wearing? I can't reveal because I would do a disservice to one of the many clients. But I tell you, I'm uh, into the gourmand notes today. So very sweet and a bit of a flowery. Oh, very nice. I myself am wearing perfume as well. I like to wear it even when I'm working from home and not dressing up for anyone. (laughs) Me too. I must say I'm biased, of course, but even before joining the industry, I felt naked leaving the house without a perfume. So Yes, agreed. It's the last touch on an outfit and I, I choose perfumes based off my mood for that day. Well, Alaria, can you tell us a bit more about your role as global president? You joined in March 2020, correct? Correct. And um, this is basically at the very beginning of the pandemic. So I had a very intense and weird stuff into my new role indeed. So my role, yes, I'm the head of uh, uh, the business unit of perfumery at Fermanish, and I'm also a member of the executive committee for the company. Uh, what what we do in perfumery, we basically serve the, an industry which is a roughly five, 15 billion uh, industry of products with fragrance from home cleaners to personal cleansing, beauty and skincare, all the way to prestige fragrances. So in a way or another, we touch at least 4 billion consumers every day. Uh, Fermanish as a company operates not only in fragrance, which is the division lead, but also in ingredients and, and flavor, and is the biggest family-owned company in the sector for 125 years. Alaria, also share with me your current vision for Fermanish and your current goals within your role. So my vision, I, I gave it a name and, and the name I gave to, to my vision is positive perfumery. And what I like of this, uh, this word, the positive, is that this is a very assertive and confident word. And I am, uh, in fact, very bullish about uh, how the perfumery uh, category will evolve in the future um, and will continue growing and changing. Um, the key pillars of, uh, of my vision are related to anticipating and being on the leading front of the transformation of this industry and future-proofing uh, the business by anticipating or creating trends and offering differentiations to clients. My my vision is is really to continue being the the change agent uh, in the industry. Well, so tell us more in that case. What are the biggest changes happening in the fragrance industry and the current challenges? Well, when it comes to changes, I guess, Emma, the easiest question is what are the changes that are not going to happen because virtually everything in the industry is, is changing. Um, on one side, the consumer preferences are changing and that's uh, uh, that's always been the case. The, the fragrance preferences uh, change with the years, with generations. There are new inspirations. Uh, on the other side, we have new consumers entering the market like the, the Gen Zers who are the new uh, young people starting to buy uh, and have a point of view on, on fragrances and they have a very different 
different uh, olfactive uh, background and preferences than uh, their parents, uh, there is much less genderization in the choice of fragrances, hence in the design. But also the role of fragrances um, is changing. Uh, there is a shift from fragrance that appeal to others, that project to others, that are a sign of personality, all the way to also a role which is more intimate. And I guess all of us, we have experienced during COVID uh, that we like to use fragrance for our own well-being, for our own relaxation, for uh, just, uh, just feeling better with ourselves. But also we appreciate fragrances in the, in the house. So there are new applications, uh, like home fragrances, candles. The consumption is increasing, uh, in line with the trend of creating a home, which is a sanctuary for your well-being. But also the other change is driven by uh, the importance of sustainability and social responsibility in, in the choice of any product, including fragrances. And last but not least, which is incredibly important, the way we buy fragrances has changed. Uh, in absence of uh, physical interaction with the store or testers uh, during COVID, uh, people started buying fragrances online, uh, which has not been a habit, of course, because you choose based on what you smell. You cannot virtually smell, not yet. Um, but e-commerce is, is now even growing on, on fine fragrances at very interest rates. So the key challenge for the industry is how do we communicate uh, the, the, the fragrance in, in a virtual way? How do we use images? How do we use evocative sounds, visuals? Um, there is a lot uh, happening when, when it comes also to the way we sell and with, with the way we appeal. Um, but also there are new countries being interested in, in fragrances like China. Uh, so many, many, many changes uh, that bring uh, to your second question uh, uh, challenges in order for us to serve an industry that is uh, it's changing uh, at such a speed. But it's an exciting, um, an exciting moment for the industry. Uh, the interest in fragrances is growing and will continue growing, uh, but also the way we serve the industry will change. So I'm uh, I'm happy I joined at a very important moment for the transformation. Yes, I think fragrance has always been a really special category too, because to your point about well-being and at-home uses of fragrance, Fragrance has a much more emotional connection than something like makeup or skincare because it has this relationship with, you know, memories, perception. I'm thinking of Proust and the Madelines, for example. Well, Emma, you must have been worked in the industry. You know it all about the importance and the role of fragrance. But very well said. I mean, the power of fragrances in triggering emotions, memories, it's, uh, it's outstanding and actually is used also for therapists uh, in order to uh, trigger specific uh, emotions, but even concentration. Uh, there are ingredients proven to aid uh, concentration and focus um, in uh, lowering the, the, the heartbeat rate um, and improving in general, as, as you said, well-being. So uh, it's, it's an industry that is evolving from being pleasure uh, focused um, hedonics focus into uh, an industry that is also adding real physical and mental benefits and is very much science driven as much as uh, hedonics and uh, uh, creative so it's a fascinating sweet spot between the left and the right brain 
Yes. How much do these on the ground or consumer changes, whether it's the reference to Gen Z consumers or the functional fragrances that you just mentioned, how much does that trickle up to how Ferminish needs to change or is changing? Well, for sure, it, this is the, the beginning of uh, of the inspiration of uh, of the new strategies that I, we put in place at Ferminish. And certainly, uh, all uh, the changes are triggered at the end by uh, by the consumer. So the starting point for for any uh, new strategy, any new direction, is inspired by the consumer. This is at the start and at the end of any strategy because ultimately these are the people that we serve. Uh, but for Sure, Emma. The uh, all these uh, new um, new uh, benefits. This, this is the new role that fragrance is playing in everybody's life. Is at the center of of the transformation at Firmenich. Where does something like sustainability also fit into the conversation? And and where is Firmenich in that role? Well, it's um, it's uh, very interesting the the story of uh, sustainability at Firmenich because uh, the company started working on it before it became even a word the sustainability or for sure before it became a necessity and a, a and uh, and a demand from consumers. Um, so uh, decades ago at Firmenich we started defining. Uh, critical rules to assess uh, the role of biodegradable and renewable ingredients in the palette of ingredients that uh, our perfumers work with in order to create the perfumes. Uh, So we basically started screening ingredients based on their uh, good uh, and role in in, in terms of uh, sustainability, renewability, but also when it comes to biochemistry, um, we develop fragrances that mimic nature but do not deprive nature from precious ingredients. Uh, So sustainability when it comes to ingredients has always been at the center of focus for Ferminish, which is great. It made us in a a position of being ready when the demand came. Uh, At the same time, we started looking also at the broader role of sustainability when it comes to social responsibility. Make sure that all the sourcing strategies are responsible sourcing from communities um, that are uh, treated in uh, in uh, in the best way, not only for the workers but for the communities uh, they work with. Uh, we ensure that there are equal wages and, uh, and minimum wages um, for men and women. Um, so we look at uh, the broader ecosystem, the broader ecosystems of uh, sustainability, um, and this has been inspiring the ro- the work at Firminicia, and this has been an important glue between us and our clients. How much has the clean beauty industry and its drive for quote-unquote natural fragrances impacted fermentation? Do you think that is also at odds with some of your more sustainable alternative synthetic fragrances? Well, the way I look at clean beauty is uh, uh, not necessarily um, connected to naturals, because as you said, uh, there are unintended consequences in uh, working only on naturals, which is uh, there is a limit to the availability of natural ingredients, and also not necessarily naturals are safe. Uh, ultimately, what consumers want, they want 
safety. They want uh, uh, products that do not harm uh, the health, uh, but at the same time do not harm the planet, right? Uh, and the combination of zoo is absolutely doable and should be done not only by using uh, natural ingredients, but importantly, look at uh, um, the chemistry and the magic of chemistry that is safe chemistry. Uh, so we're working at the right balance between natural ingredients and and chemical ingredients that are absolutely safe uh, for for the consumers, but also they are respectful for the environment. Right. I don't think anyone's going to be asking for natural musk anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we need uh, we need to be ready for any request, but we need to be responsible in the way we answer to this request. Right. How is Fermanish also preparing for the future within the company? I learned recently that there were two new roles created. That is a chief innovation officer and a chief consumer officer. Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, the, I think the chief consumer officer role, which is uh, um, at the cornerstone of uh, of the transformation that I'm trying, I'm bringing at at Fermanish in the perfumery division, starts from the assumption that if you know the needs of the consumers in a thorough way, uh, then you are ready for the future. Because at the end of the, the day, uh, the consumers will tell you uh, where it's going without even knowing that it's telling you that. The, we need to be able to uh, leverage uh, the existing wealth of consumer data that we gathered in more than 50 years to really understand what is the consumer need by country, by age, by group, by segmentation, but also by the type of benefit or product they use. If we have thorough consumer knowledge, then we are ready to any shift in the market and actually we can be in the driving seat of the change. That's why I felt it was incredibly important to staff a position that uh, can understand, that can master the knowledge of, of consumer and from that, inspiring uh, the innovation and, and creation. Innovation has always been, uh, frankly, at the center of attention at Firminish. Uh, we prize ourselves for having won even a Nobel Prize for innovation and inventing a new molecule. Uh, innovation is critical uh, as a driver for value creation and differentiation. And there is, uh, uh, frankly, so much in innovation, science, in fragrance, which surprised me when I joined this industry. Uh, and uh, and is innovation on many vectors, like the vector of performance, long-lasting, for example, uh, trail, uh, but also in the area, as was mentioned, of sustainability, well-being, and emotions. So we are looking at innovation really at uh, with a broad spectrum uh, and not really necessarily only on the specific of one angle, but rather looking at all the aspects that the Touch. You mentioned earlier that China is becoming a very large market for fragrance. I'd love if you could share more insight into what you're seeing there and what that growth or consumer habits look like. It's uh, very difficult to tell you the habits because the habits are really information phase. Um, uh, I, I must say that uh, it's very difficult to predict uh, the preferences of consumers uh, in China because uh, they are really, especially in the prestige fragrance side of the business, uh, it's an infant market when it comes to uh, to preference, to effective desires. Uh, but for sure, what we are seeing is that there is a lot of interference 
experience from uh, other sectors like uh, food or even entertainment like uh, gaming and uh, and we and we look at the the chinese consumers look for inspiration from many many places and it's a very fascinating um country to serve because at the end of the day we are really getting a, a much much broader source of inspiration and uh, and we can write a new uh, page uh, of uh, perfumery history with the, with the consumers because there are no preconceived ideas uh, there is not uh, necessarily an education that leads to a specific um, a specific pattern uh, of creation so that gives us and our creators um, lots of freedom which which of course is very welcome in a creative world like like perfumery um, it's um, it's a country that uh, is very ready to experiential but demanding when it comes to performance uh, and frankly also when it comes to, to sustainability uh, I'm really really impressed by how our clients are embracing the new uh, the new norms of uh, uh, biodegradable and, and renewable uh, and at the same time how they are experimenting on, on performance the role of for instance well-being uh, is becoming more and more a key need for consumers across uh, any category and uh, in China we are working on different uh, applications of perfumes where one of the side benefits is for instance mental well-being relaxation sleeping better um, and we never thought that frankly fragrances could have such a breadth of uh, of benefits so it's uh, it's transformational and China is becoming also an inspiration for other countries when it comes to creation yes the topic of functional fragrances really intrigues me I use a fragrance from the new co which is a wellness company and it's a fragrance that's meant to be more relaxing so I put it on at night as I'm getting ready for bed it always makes me think of that Marilyn Monroe quote when she said she wore Chanel number no. five to bed but there are so many other, uh, uh, you know, benefits uh, uh, like joy, um, like uh, energy. Uh, and it's incredible how just smelling immediately trigger a, re a physical reaction um, that lasts for, for long. So for sure, this concept of fragrances with benefits is, uh, is there to stay and to open up new doors and new, new usage opportunities for consumers. Something else I would like to talk about is the creation of Scentmate in Europe, which debuted in June. Can you share with our audience what Scentmate is and its purpose? Yes, the Scentmate uh, creation has been one of the uh, proudest moments of my work at Firminish for sure. Uh, and it shows our really desire to transform the way we work with clients, but also the way we are open to um, listening to consumers in a way that is very much data-driven. Sentmate is a new artificial intelligence-enabled platform that is in a way changing the way we answer the briefs of clients, we serve clients, and also with the way we create. Uh, we have basically uh, created a platform that is a one-stop shop for small entrepreneurs, indie brands, but also big companies that want to access the world of fragrances in a very uh, easy and fast uh, way and co-create 
with, with us and our experts, leveraging uh, the wealth of data that, that we have. Um, so if you experience the, the creation process, is truly a co-creation process where you do not need to be an expert to create the perfume you want. You just can get inspiration from uh, nature ingredients or for colors or images, words. And these sets of uh, inspirations will form the base of our, uh, of our creation. And uh, in order to create, we create a bespoke fragrance based on all the data we have on the success and preferences of consumers in each market and for each application, from body wash to cleanser uh, to a soap. Um, so it's, uh, it's an invention and it's a transformation because it allows really um, uh, the creation in a way that is informed by data, but inspired by the individual needs of each entrepreneur, each company wants to create. Are there particular companies or brands that are really interested in Scentmate? I could see it being very useful for smaller independent brands, perhaps. Yes, they started. We started receiving uh, the majority of requests from uh, indie brands, startups, small entrepreneurs who need an easy, fast um, access to the world of fragrances. Uh, but in all honesty, more and more we we are uh, triggering the interest also of big companies that want to operate in a fast way to answer market needs. Uh, because at the end of the day, we enable creation in such a fast way. We we can send samples in 24 hours from the brief and uh, we can uh, we can send the perfume uh, beneath five days, working days, which is, uh, frankly, a creation time that is uh, incredibly fast uh, for the standards of, of the industry. Uh, and this is really a big uh, uh, help for any brand, even within big companies that desire to go to market pretty, pretty fast. What is the potential for it to expand to new markets, especially the U.S.? Well, we are starting now in, in Europe, in France and in, in Germany. Um, and uh, in, in the US, we have anyway a platform that allows us to, to serve uh, clients there. But definitely, if we uh, prove we are right uh, with this platform, uh, there are opportunities to serve more clients and more regions. Alaria, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk all things fragrance with you, which is one of my favorite topics. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to share my experience so far at Fernish. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. 